Fantasy rap. With Austin and Ozzy. Hey everyone, this is Fantasy Rap, and I'm your host, Ozzy. And I'm your co-host, Austin. You can find us on FantasyRap.com. That is FantasyWrap.com. So, welcome to week nine. Um, we're going to start off talking about our own teams. I, uh, unfortunately, was without uh, three of my top starters in my main league, um, but didn't lose any ground because I believe everybody but one of the teams in my division lost. So That's... I'm still leading the division. Uh, the other two teams, uh, won both again. And I don't know, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know what to do to, to lose in the one, but tank. I'm yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, it's tough to tank when you're what, what, what week are we in? Uh, current week, uh, 10. That was we're nine, about week nine. nine weeks. I mean, yeah. I'm eight and one. Yeah. I thought I'd be one and eight with the team that I had, and in the other one I'm seven and seven and two. Yeah, which you know that's my my team is ridiculous, and I should Mm -hmm. be nine and zero. But not not when not when you're scoring, you know, is set up as as that one is. So how did you do this week? Um, uh, Two and zero, won both leagues, the friends or the guys league and the family league. Guys League put up 154, which is a, a very usually win with that point total. Mm-hmm. Um, the only person I would have lost to would have been, of course, Isaac again because he's got that ridiculous super team. I think he's with a Joe Mixon, so that was fun. Um. Yeah, I, I I played in a league, and I can't remember. Oh yeah, it was it was my uh, the the one that I've been in forever. Mm-hmm. Um, the same team had Mixon and Fields. Oof. Wow. So when you're getting 90... Yeah, almost 100 Almost points. 92 points out of two guys, 91.2 points out of two guys. I mean, I personally, because of the fact that I didn't have my two starting running backs and yep. had to play Rashad White and um, um, I, I don't even remember who else I picked up because I, I wanted Chubba Hubbard, but he mm-hmm. was injured again. Yeah. So I had to pick up someone last minute and uh you know i scored in the 50s <laughs> yeah. and i mean we've had last week one of the teams scored in the 30s so yeah. this guy got 91.2 points out of two players yeah he went on crazy. to have 163 points which was just i mean that's yeah. an unbelievable number in that league we usually yeah. high score is usually in the 110 to 115 range yeah yeah is that a standard yeah. That, yep. Yeah. Straight yeah. up standard. That, that's yeah. That's why. But but yeah, sixteen still. team, two running yeah. back, two wide receiver. Yeah. No, that's no like, flex. That's like somebody putting two hundred points up in our league. It's a full PPR. But I mean, two hundred points is. I mean, we've only had maybe four or five two hundred point games in our and, like eleven years of that league. <laughs> and I don't. Uh, I think that in my thirty-two or so years, I've seen this number of points scored maybe twice yeah. before this. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it, that's, it, well, yeah, yeah you got <laughs> two guys that score unbelievably well yeah. in one week. Yeah. Um, we'll get started with our injuries. First, we've got Josh Allen, uh, elbow, and it's unknown how that's going to impact him. How long? 
Yeah, I think uh, I heard that that was just going to be more of a pain management kind of thing, like they said with Matt Stafford. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Josh Allen is a different, completely different person than Matt Stafford. Right. Uh, the dude's just a, a monster. So, um, yeah, I think they've got what, Case Keenum as their backup, I believe, uh, who in younger years for Case Keenum came in and had that really – that was Case Keenum, right, with the yep. Vikings? Yeah. You know, so I, I think I think Allen will be fine. I think it was Case Keenum. Case Keenum with the Vikings, didn't he? He took him into the play. Yeah, yeah Something I think like so. that. I mean, he had, a good, he had one good year with the Vikings where he had to step in. But, uh, yeah, um, I mean, I, it's Allen. I think he'll figure out a way to play. So yeah, Agreed. So the next four all happen in the same game. We've only got seven injuries total to offensive uh scoring positions in fantasy and it was the green bay detroit game romeo dobbs out two to four weeks with an ankle injury that's painful because Mm -hmm. obviously he had been turning into something better than uh pretty much anyone else on the team yeah you get you get lazard back last week who lazard obviously went right back into being that that main target for rogers i think dobbs for what the green bay receiving room is Dobbs was a a nice compliment to Lazard so to lose him for potentially up to four weeks definitely hurts I right think our season's going great anyways so no no it's still just I mean for the development of Dobbs for the future it, it just hurts to see him right. miss, miss time right and and the fact that uh you know he was starting to gain some trust mm-hmm. from Rogers so uh, next up, Aaron Jones, day-to-day with an ankle. He will probably play this week from what I've heard, although he was still limping around. So he's, you know, he's hobbled by it. So it'll be interesting yeah, to see. He, uh, we were watching the game. They were talking about it. He's standing on the sidelines and looks like he wanted to go in, you know. I, I, I have the feeling, you know, when you play sports and, you know, yeah. we're, I've, I've talked to numerous people about this. You know, I've, I've got, being at my age and still playing softball, I've got so many ailments, but when you get on the field, the adrenaline kicks mm-hmm. in and, and, and everything, you just, you don't feel the pain. Yeah. Now, you, when you're done, it certainly hurts. Yeah. You know, you, all of a sudden you, you sit down for a little while, which is, I think, what he encountered. Yep. It was immediately, yeah, I'm still good. Yep. And he said after a while, it really started to stiffen and tighten up and, and you know, he it's probably better that he didn't go right back in yeah but you know yeah and i mean this upcoming week for green bay playing uh dallas that dallas defense is very good um so i think even then you know jones was going to be a risky i'd say rb2 oh um, yeah yeah you know so with this probably pushes him down into a risky even flex play if yeah had, i would had the running back depth for that but uh, yeah, the Dallas defense, that's just a bad matchup for Green Bay right, right. now. Right. I have the feeling that A.J. Dillon will get probably more touches than oh, yeah. Aaron Jones. So third up of the Packers that got injured was Christian Watson. Uh, back-to-back weeks that he's got a uh, concussion, so he's in the protocol. Prob- I, I Personally, I don't think he would play this week, but yeah. who knows. Yeah. Uh, fourth injured person from that game, <laughs> uh, Craig Reynolds, uh, running back. Um, ribs unknown how long he's going to be out. 
The funny thing is there were additionally at least two or three or four ad- additional injuries that occurred mm-hmm. between Rashawn Gary, Stokes, yeah. uh, and there were, there were others. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was not a good week there, um, yeah. partially probably because of that uh, turf, yeah. um, lots of ankle injuries, um, knee injuries, etc. Yeah, I'd be looking to uh, fire up your Cowboys players with some confidence this week. Uh, obviously with Rashawn Gary being out for the season if Stokes misses. Uh, and then uh, I think we had talked about it before, Devondre Campbell didn't even, he missed this game. He didn't even play in it, who's right. our, probably our best linebacker. My guess um, is he'll be back this week. Probably, though. yeah. But, I mean, this the Packers defense has been, you know, pretty friendly to the uh, fantasy uh, community so far this well, season. Well, now that Zeke is back, yeah. um, <laughs> it, it'll be interesting to see if uh, I, I if both of them get 100. Too. Yeah, I, I'm hoping for from Zeke, if he can get 50 and a touchdown, that's a good week for him these days. So <laughs> yeah. Next up is Jelani Woods, um, shoulder injury, unknown how long he might be impacted by that. Um, I don't think that's a huge He's loss. He's a Colts tight end, right? Rookie I so, yeah. Colts tight end. I mean, that Colts offense is just right. horrible. And they fired Frank Reich. They got Jeff Saturday yep. uh, as their head coach. So Well, on Sunday. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Right. Um, Evan Ingram, back, unknown how long he'll be, if he's going to be missing any time or anything. Um, he's been a... a spot start streamer kind of guy because he gets targets you know and i mean and he can go for the five you know five catches for 50 60 yards potentially so he's a good good streamer if if that's what you're having to do with the tight end right spot so that could potentially hurt somebody yep so let's move into our studs um first up uh, to nobody's surprise based on the game that he had joe mixon He threw up 51.1 points in a standard scoring league and was 40.1 above what was projected. He was 4 of 5 for 58 yards and a touchdown receiving, and he had 22 rushes, 153 yards, and four (laughs) touchdowns. He had four touchdowns at halftime. Yeah, and they were up so far. I think it was in the middle of the third quarter he scored. Maybe it was that receiving touchdown, and, you know, we were – over here watching the Packer game, right. and I looked over to Oz, and I'm like, I think they're going to bench him. And then the next series, he's like, No, he's still yeah. out there. Yeah, <laughs> so surprising. We're, we were in our one league. We were talking about uh, he might go for sixty fantasy points. You know, yeah, that was just a uh, yeah, that was a get right game for Cincinnati after getting embarrassed by the Saints prior weeks. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the, the interesting thing is that going into this past weekend where he scored the 51.1 points, he only had 82.6 points <laughs> year to date. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's huge. Obviously, you're not going to expect it because he scored 40 of his, 40% of his points on the year in one game. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't foresee him having games like that often, uh, i.e. ever. five touchdowns. But- right. I mean, it's it, it it happens, and all of a sudden it's it's out of the blue. It's I mean, yeah. like CMC a week ago, yeah, uh, running, rushing, passing. Yeah, I mean, running, catching, passing. It, it's just for the cycle, right? <laughs> but I mean, Mixon's a, he's a good running back. He and, is, and that offense is good. Um, Even without know, Jamar Chase, yeah. Who I mean, really, probably will be coming back in the next two weeks. I think. Yeah. Um, you know, so uh, 
it just kind of depends on the matchup for Mixon if he's going to explode or just be, you know, a solid starter, which, I mean, so far up until this week, he's been a solid starter. So. Right, right. And, and it, it depends on, you know, is are they giving him the, the running lanes? Are mm-hmm. they... Uh, are they open for pass? You know, it, it, yeah. a, a smart football team will be able to adjust and do that type of thing. So, yeah. uh, you know, if if it's given to him, Mixon's going to be the, the yeah. guy. And I think, you know, the kind of the annoying thing, because I had Mixon last year when he ended up as the number three overall fantasy running back, the really annoying thing was third downs, he was on the sideline and they'd have Samaje Pirine in there who has done nothing in the years that he's been in the league. So I think, you know, obviously with that stat line, you can't tell me that well, <laughs> he wasn't well, out there might pretty be much a, all, every down. Right, but might be a better bat, pass protector. It could be, but I mean. Yep. Yeah. Uh, next up, Justin Fields, plus 27.06. He was 17 of 28 for only 123 yards passing, but he threw for three touchdowns. He rushed 15 times for 178 yards and a touchdown. Unbelievable. I believe I believe it. Uh, I read a stat that it's the most rushing yards by a quarterback in years, probably, if I'm not mistaken. Probably, I would imagine Vic. Yeah, was probably the previous record holder. Could be. I I, I didn't. <laughs> I would imagine. You know, that's the name you think of when you think of a rushing quarterback is Michael Vick. Right. You know. So, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, the the Bears have figured out a way to. Seems like they've figured out a way to unlock. Justin Fields and that offense, I mean, with how bad their defense is, because they sold their defense, right. they're going to get in these shootouts, you know, potentially for the rest of the season. But but the interesting you know, stat yeah. is, I mean, he, he was, he was those are pedestrian numbers, 17 of 28 for 123 yards is not a great well, passing, no, but I mean, but for three touchdowns, though. But, so, but for, right, that's I mean, what I mean. 17 you, to 28 isn't that great, but if you look at the yards and the touchdowns, that's fairly efficient, <laughs> you know. Oh, um, yeah, for yeah. that yardage and those touchdowns. But I mean, he broke that like 61 yard, right. you know, rushing touchdown. You know, he's just, yeah, like I said, I think they've just figured out a way to unlock him as Claypool gets more integrated in um, for a receiver. He's going to. I mean, the talent is there for Claypool. He's probably just going to end up being the number one receiver there. Well, um, which makes Mooney uh, a lot more valuable. Yeah, and, and he's going to draw a lot of attention away from Mooney. And and Komet actually had a big game, yeah. which, which we'll actually talk about. Uh, next up, we have Baker Mayfield, plus 15.45 uh, <laughs> in... In mop-up duty, and yeah. Well, what was he projected at? Two? Uh, he, I don't. I don't think he was projected <laughs> at yeah. anything. Like point three, uh, fourteen of. Well, that's what happens when you're yeah. a quarterback and you're not slated to start. Yep. Uh, he was fourteen of twenty for 155 yards and two touchdowns. Didn't rush the ball at all. I mean, you look at his numbers. Um, he put up numbers out outside of the rushing numbers. He put up better numbers than Fields did mm-hmm. as a as a passing quarterback yeah um better percentage more yards one fewer touchdown yeah so i mean i probably won't see him again unless pj walker gets injured um you know i would just unless did walker get benched or did, did he get injured no i think I they remember. pulled him pulled him yeah, yeah. so i think he was so, i mean yeah yeah <laughs> I, I mean he's he's first on our duds list yeah. so we'll we'll get to why he uh why he was benched uh, next up, Kenyon Drake, plus 14.3, two of two on receptions, 16 yards, 24 carries, 
93 yards, two touchdowns. Good yeah. week for him. Yeah, good week. Uh, you know, he was, I mean, 24 carries. Yeah. You know, with Lamar as the quarterback. Well, Lamar had a ton of carries too. Yeah, you know, but I mean, to see 24 carries go Kenyon Drake's way with that kind of crowded receiver, or not receiver, running back room, you know, is good for Drake. Um, you know, they got uh, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, uh, J.K. Dobbins in the next couple of weeks might be back. May. You know, you know. Um, so for Kenny and Drake to do that in prime time, I mean Lamar though, I mean on Monday or yeah Monday nights, uh, you know has never been like spectacular at putting up points, um, but you know the Kenny and Drake, I mean just all that the touchdown, that second touchdown I think he had was super close. They had to review it for a little while, mm-hmm. so that could have went either way potentially, but uh, yeah I mean going against that you know in that Saints defense. You know, obviously shut down, I mean, shut out the Bengals last week. So Mm -hmm. you weren't expecting, you were expecting Lamar to have to do a lot more work through the air than he did. And I don't think you're really expecting Kenyon Drake to do what he did. So nice little surprise for you if you you had to start him. (laughs) Right. I mean, 11 rushes out of uh, Lamar also for like 78 yards or something. So, I mean, good numbers. Yep. I just wanted to clarify that it wasn't the Bengals; it was the Raiders. Last oh, she's why am I thinking Bengals? I, I, I don't know because the Bengals played against the uh, Browns, and I think they won that. Yeah, yeah, the Browns. No, the Browns yeah, won that. Browns so the Browns crushed beat the pants out of the Bengals. So. Right. Either way, the Bengals got their ass butts kicked. So right, <laughs> right. Butts kicked last but, week. <laughs> but the Saints, the Saints, yeah. completely manhandled uh, the Raiders. The mm-hmm. Raiders. So uh, fifth on my list is Cole Komet. Plus 14.1, he was 5 of 6 on receptions for 41 yards and 2 touchdowns. He also rushed it 2 times for 9 yards. Wow, interesting. Yeah, they actually... Uh, Is that Taysom Hill they're trying to find uh, on the Bears? Maybe. <laughs> they, they actually had uh, a couple of guys that were running. I believe Mooney ran the ball, and I think wow. uh, Claypool actually ran the ball. Yeah, I did see the Claypool one. Yeah. So, I mean, they, obviously some sweeps or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, it was good to see Komet actually live up to a little bit of the hype yeah that came with him when he was drafted yeah he was um, a guy that i was kind of you know t- late rounds potentially last two or three rounds targeting as a late round kind of flyer at the tight end and then he comes out and i think he put up back-to-back goose eggs week one and two and then yeah. just has not been very good i mean granted those weeks justin fields was throwing the ball like 11 times right you know per game so uh, i think going forward Komet's a, a good touchdown flyer you know right. he's not going to put up yardage but he may you never know he could have another game like this where it's how many receiving yards did he have 41 40, yeah 41 yards and two touchdowns yeah. I and mean, honestly if justin fields keeps playing the way that he's doing it's going to open up their passing game this could potentially happen again right the the negative impact is on running backs yeah i mean neither of them were very good right herbert or um montgomery montgomery i mean that's that's unfortunate for you knowing that probably going forward your top running back is going to be your quarterback welcome to baltimore well yeah yeah (laughs) but i mean they've known that for a while you you went into the draft not drafting one of their running backs yeah i mean i i took a flyer on jk dobbins Mm -hmm. hoping that the injury wouldn't impact him because he would have been the guy outside of yeah. Lamar Jackson. But now you've got uh, two guys who are 
probably pretty even. Mm-hmm. Uh, Herbert might have a little bit more pop. Yeah, and I I think the Bears had came out a, a lot like some of the other teams and said they were going to just do a hot hand approach. Whoever's mm-hmm. you know comes out and starts out hot, that's who they're going to ride that game, and who's you know next week could have been the other one right. after halftime could have been somebody else. So you know yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the Comet stuff is nice to see because, again, too, he was one of those guys that you're like, he's kind of outside of Mooney. They got nobody else. Right. You know, so you figure it's one of those where, well, he has to do good, and then he came out and stunk, but now he's starting to pick up because they're figuring out how to use Justin Fields. How to use him and and that extra, you know, when you put Claypool in, yeah. you know, you put in a, a decent receiver because all all they had to do was cover Mooney. And yep. if they're covering Mooney, well, Komet's the only other guy, you're not going to find targets. No. And so all of a sudden you bring in Claypool. Claypool gets, you know, he still he still had some catches mm-hmm. um, on a short week of learning the playbook, and it opens up things for Mooney and Komet. Yeah, so for sure. So let's move on to our duds. Uh, we start with the aforementioned P.J. Walker, minus 15.43. He was 3 of 10 for 9 yards. Two interceptions, and he rushed once for six yards. Um, I would I would have benched him too. Yeah, you can't tell me PJ Walker's better than Baker Mayfield at this point. I mean, Baker's bad was bad for the Panthers, but yeah, hey, I, geez, <laughs> geez, yeah, I, just I don't horrible. I don't get it. Well, un, unless of course you're you're tanking. Yeah, I mean, if you're it, it, it there are ways to honestly tank. Mm-hmm. And Trade one would be Christian to say, McCaffrey. right? But I mean, <laughs> I mean, on top of that, yeah. you play a quarterback that may not be your best chance of winning. Mm-hmm. But you can you can term that any way you want. Uh, we're trying to see what we have in this guy. We know what we've got in Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. and we have to see: Are we going to you know commit to you know? So there are, there are all kinds of things that want, that a team can say. And make it sound good, yeah. even though they could be tanking. Yep. Next up, Marcus Mariota, minus 12.41. He was 12 of 23, passing for 129 yards, five rushes for 24 yards. Yeah, uh, that's kind of a, that's a pretty Mariota stat line there. Uh, we were just talking uh, last week, they played the Falcons, who they play um or the, the Panthers, sorry, because he's a Falcons player. Right. Um, they play the Panthers again, and that ended up, that was a 37-34, you know, kind of a shootout. That was the Deonta Foreman big game, D.J. Moore big game. Um, I think actually P.J. Walker actually had a decent stat yep. line in that one. D- DJ, and, D.J. Moore, a brain fart. Yeah. Cost yeah, him the game. Too, yeah. So, and Mariota had a, had three touchdowns in that game too. So right. I think that's, you know, kind of two with the uh, – the Falcons, um, you know, they're doing enough. Mariota's doing enough some weeks to win them a couple games here and there. Um, you know, so that too, I'm sure there's fans out there for the Falcons calling for Desmond Ritter, um, you know, but kind of tough. Again, tough to do if you are winning games here and there, you know, enough to win some games uh, to just bench a guy who is doing enough you know kind right. of thing so uh just to see what you have in a in a in a, a rookie quarterback you know that i think they took in i don't know was he maybe the second round potentially yeah um so agree yeah. uh next up deonta foreman 
Um, after his big week the previous week, he yep. drops to minus 11.7 from projected. Had two rushes, or excuse me, two uh, two of three uh, passes caught for minus two yards, seven rushes for 23 yards. Nine touches isn't enough for him, no. but, I mean, they just they couldn't do anything. Yeah, yeah, you yank your supposed starter, put in Baker Mayfield, um, you know, uh, from Baker's stat line was throwing it around a little bit better. Um, but, uh, yeah, Foreman's, yeah, he's one of those guys you got to give a decent amount of touches to to get him kind of going. And, well, and Chubba, yeah. Chubba Hubbard will probably be back this week. So, yep. you know, Hubbard in the week that he played had a pretty good, uh, pretty good week. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see who the lead horse is there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I think we were talking about <laughs> the last week when Foreman went off for his three touchdowns and we were talking about Hubbard. And I think I had said that it's hard to ignore a game like that from Foreman and not have him be the one a to Hubbard's one B. And then he puts it. Uh, yeah. And then he, yeah. Uh, craps the bed. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, then you're kind of like, Oh geez, well, Chuba's coming back. I mean, granted it's off a little injury, but he's rested, you know, fresh legs. So, you know, that's an interesting situation as well. Yep. Next up, Elvin Kamara, minus 9.51. He was three of four on receptions for 32 yards, nine carries for 30 yards. Yeah. Not, not, uh, not the week that people would have liked. Especially after last week of his uh, explosion, right. <laughs> two receiving touchdown and one rushing touchdown last week. Yeah. Um, it's a feast or famine. Yeah, it seems to be. Yeah, I mean Andy Dalton only two hundred and ten yards and one touchdown, and that was a a uh, defensive kind of mistake too. Right at towards the end of the game, I think it was literally in the last couple of minutes of the fourth quarter. Uh, Jawan Johnson tiptoed the sideline, and the defender thought he had stepped out, so he didn't even. I mean, he had a clear shot on him, but he just pulled up because he figured he, he thought he stepped out. He ran and got the touchdown, you know, so that was kind of a mercy one. So if the defender had played full down, you know, full bore, like, you know, like he should have been, Andy Dalton would have had less than 200 yards and no touchdowns in that game. So kind of makes a wonder for the Saints if you'll see maybe a switch back to Jameis Winston. Could be. Which, you know, could potentially hurt Kamara's receiving potentially because Jameis does like to air it has no problem chucking it down the field. Right. Um, but yeah, that was just a rough game for the Saints. I mean, they went three and out so many, I mean, oh, yeah. like every drive yeah. it was three and, and out, and three it was, and out. It's, it's interesting because the Ravens defense has not been that good. No. Um, and there's no way that one player makes that, you know, completely changes the complexion yeah. of that defense. Yeah. I mean, that, that one player being Roquan Smith, right. um, I mean, he was making some plays out there, you know, you're watching some of these runs with Kamara um, and Roquan was right there in the hole, reading stuff well, flowing good with the other guys on the defense. Um, you know, so Roquan had a pretty good game. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the Saints are kind of like some of these other teams. They're up and down some weeks, you know, like we talked about um, them uh, shutting out the Raiders, not the Bengals, yeah. shutting out the Raiders, who up until that game had been, you know, with Josh Jacobs and Devontae been a pretty good offense. Um, you know, it's just something you don't really expect. You know, you expect the Saints to be decent, you know, 
I mean, the, the final score looks better than what it should have been. Yeah. You know, they should not have scored that last touchdown, but right. it happened. So, yeah, I think uh, just a just a down week for them. Yeah. You know, the Ravens came in hungry and, and slapped them around a little bit. They did. Uh, Roquan had two um, solo tackles and three assists. So, I mean, he was involved, mm-hmm. um, and obviously that helps. Yeah. But, I, you know, like, like we said, I, I didn't. I didn't really see that. I, I didn't see this being the final score. Yeah. Um, I, I saw it being probably a lot closer, probably higher scoring um, on the part of the Saints. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe a 21-20 game mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. But uh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think, too, like I mentioned before with uh, Lamar, his Monday nights really haven't been that great. Uh, same with Andy Dalton. I don't think Andy Dalton's done I don't, he's, it's kind of a Kirk Cousins primetime mm-hmm. record. Like Andy Dalton's like, oh, and something now in like Monday night primetime games as well, you know? And then with that Juwan Johnson touchdown, if, if he doesn't, if the guy tackles him, I think you're seeing them just dumping off to Kamara a couple times here and there. So he could have ended up having a better, you know, not being on the, on the duds list. He probably could have met projection and he would have been fine. Um, well, mean, he he scores yeah. one more point, and he he's yeah. off of, or or a little more than one point. Yeah, off of the duds. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I didn't need him on <laughs> on my team to go off last night. Nor I did was I. Well ahead. So, um, but yeah, I mean, and this is, you know, up until last week, Kamara had been meh, you know, okay, yeah. not what you're expecting. Right. Obviously, then the huge touchdown explosion. So to go from that to this is a little disappointing. It is. It is. So the last one on our duds list is Aaron Jones, minus 8.51. Two catches on two targets, 20 yards. Nine rushes, 25 yards. He got injured, so that's why the numbers were down. Yeah, and just a bad game by Green Bay, obviously. Um, I I don't know. It's kind of, again, a rough season like we were talking about earlier with all the injuries, but... uh, you know, Aaron Jones has always been kind of a hot and cold, feast famine kind of guy. Right. You know, you go from five fantasy points, and the next week he could get you 35 fantasy points. And it seems like it's just been a lot, obviously a lot less this season of the boom and bust. It's been a little bit more of, not maybe not necessarily bust, but not for where you drafted him, probably second, you know, second round is probably about where he was going, um, you know, to get this kind of season when you were, the hype on him at the beginning of the year was that, well, Devontae's gone, which obviously sucks, but normally when all those targets get vacated, it's the running back who benefits most and not like a, you know, like a Robert Tunyon you would figure would get a lot more targets. It's usually the running back, which is where Aaron Jones really excels at as well, too, is the pass catching. Right. And to see that translate into a whole lot of pretty much nothing is uh, is a little frustrating. So Agreed. So let's move on to our buys. Um, This week we've got the Ravens, the Bengals, the Patriots, and the Jets. Um, Ravens could could cause some problems um, with Lamar out. Bengals, obviously, you know. Yeah. I I wish I was playing against the guy who has Mixon. You know, they're... A lot of quality players on that team. Yeah. Um, the Patriots, Ramondre Stevenson, although he didn't have a big week this past week. Yeah, but uh, the Patriots is more. I, I've been running their defense out there uh, in in the main league for 
four weeks now, and I'm actually holding them through their buy. I uh, I picked up uh, Robert Tunyon because he was my one of my starts of the week, which mm, didn't turn wah. out well. Nope, neither did Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that on Friday. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, I picked up Robert Tunyon because I had George Kittle on buy, so obviously I get Kittle back. I picked up uh, the Giants defense playing Houston this week uh, and dropped Tunyon. Uh, so I'm holding the Patriots in my my second defense yeah. uh, bench spot because um, they're coming back and playing the Jets uh, a week after, which, I mean, the Jets are clicking, but, uh, you know, you play you play Belichick twice in, in about four weeks, and usually that second time he gets you. So yeah. hopefully we'll get another decent week because I think the Patriots had the top defense this week. They had like 30... Yeah, okay, like 31 points out Ridiculous. of them this week. So, yeah, and, and yeah. nice segue, uh, that fourth team is the Jets. So, yeah. um, I mean, I, I had to roll out Michael, Michael Carter this week, which, uh, I mean, he did okay. I mean, okay. I right. mean, he did, he did decent. Um, you know, uh, Garrett Wilson actually has been, the last two or three weeks has been fairly good. I think he had over 100 yards the last two weeks um, in each game. Um, I mean, nobody's starting Zach Wilson, but... Right. Uh, you know, Tyler Conklin last week had two touchdowns, um, you know, so I think that's usually, that's about it for the Jets, um, you know, matchup based too. Good. their, their defense could yeah, be good fairly defense. good, you know, yeah. matchup based. So, yeah. Agreed. So let's move to our Thursday night game. Uh, we've got the Falcons at the Panthers. The Panthers are a plus three, um, dog. Um, I see, uh, two of the worst defenses in football there. Yep. Um, the last time, you know, two weeks ago or uh, yeah, week and a half ago, yep. uh, high-scoring game, 35-33. Uh, 37-34. 37-34. Um, I see Mariota having a, a nice game. Yeah. I see Cordero Patterson having a nice game. I do not see Algier having necessarily a, a great game. I think his usage is going to go down yeah, quickly for sure. with Cordero back. Uh, Drake London, I think, is probably going to have a good game. That'd be nice to see because, I mean, aside from Kyle Pitts, you know, he's their best, you know, pass catcher. Right. And seems like Mariota and uh, the head coach just refuse to get Kyle Pitts involved to the level that he needs to be. <laughs> yeah, I, I, have, I actually so. have him as an uptick just because yeah. of the fact that uh, uh, wasn't it two weeks ago that he had the, the decent game? Yeah, I think it was 50 five, yards five and... catches for 80 80, yeah, 80 yards and, and a touchdown. And a touchdown, which was um, obviously nice to see with Pitts. And then, touchdown. and then their other big receiver is Zacchaeus. Um, I'm not going to even try and pronounce his first name. I have trouble with his last name. <laughs> um, I don't see him having necessarily a huge game, yeah. um, but I think he should be, you know, along with uh, around what they project him to have. Yeah. Um, on the other side of the ball, it's going to be P.J. Walker starting again. Um and the Falcons have the worst pass defense in football. Yeah. Um, so I believe that, you know, we're going to see Walker have another nice game. I don't think we're going to have uh, – I, I personally, I think that Deonta Foreman's going to be a dud this week again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Chubba Hubbard is going to outperform him if he is available. Um, not great numbers out of Hubbard, though, necessarily either. I do say see DJ Moore and and Taras Marshall yeah. having decent games, um, probably you know Marshall especially above what he's projected. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I see Ian Thomas kind of just being. He's kind of, I, I forgot about him. He's kind of one of those guys too that, uh, you know, I think a little bit of hype when he, when he showed up in Carolina just because of the size and the athletic ability, but he's, you know, never really turned into anything. Um, uh, DJ Moore, you know, uh, this week <laughs> was uh, was bad <laughs> compared to what he had been in the last well, couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, you know, came back to earth. Obviously, yeah, you bench PJ Walker and then you get Baker Mayfield in there. That's that's a tough situation to right. play through. Um, but uh, yeah, with the, how bad the Falcons are on the in their secondary and their pass defense, um, you know, should maybe a little bit of return to form. What we saw the last couple of weeks for DJ Moore. I mean, he's their primary guy there. I mean, they. The Panthers downright refused to trade him because uh, they claim he's a fundamental building piece. You know, there are teams poking around for DJ Moore, trying right. to, you know, get him out of there because he's he is a good receiver. You know, he's he's one of those guys, too, that you don't really forget about, but he's just been on some, some bad Panthers teams where they're not getting using him to his full potential. I mean, he could be one of the top six, seven receivers in the league if he was used correctly and had a decent quarterback. <laughs> right, right. Agreed. Uh, last thing I want to talk about is the studs and duds contest. We uh, started that this past week. Um, nobody found a stud. Nobody found a dud. So it's still 0-0 zero, zero for everyone. Um, hopefully we get more participation this week. Mm-hmm. Um which means that you have to send an email to Ozzy, O-Z-Z-I-E, at fantasyrap.com. Um, those need to be in before the Sunday morning London game. The Seahawks are playing against the Bucks. The Bucks are minus 2.5 uh, favorites mm-hmm. to win Sunday morning, but that game's at 8.30 our time, I believe. Yeah, that's actually so... You- it's uh, they're playing it in Munich, actually. Oh, um, it's in yeah. Munich. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. No. So, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you you. I thought everything was in yeah, London. You assume the early morning games in London because it usually is. Right. <laughs> right. So, is. so I need to see those emails by eight thirty a.m. at the very latest, and yep. only include. Sunday, Monday games, uh, not the Thursday night game, obviously. Um, or you could probably be a great prognosticator and, and give me who is going to score the most points. Yeah. Um, that's all I have. Did you have anything else to add? Um, you know, uh, kind of compounding what we talked about last week with uh, in-season, in-season trading, uh, you know, uh, trade deadlines coming up for fantasy leagues uh you know looking at the playoff schedules you know trying to round out your you know your uh, starting lineup or even your bench if you're in that position uh you know to get some uh, you know potential you know handcuffs could end up being very important coming up who knows agree um you know just getting those pieces that if it comes down to it you have a well-rounded good team that can help push you into playoffs or through playoffs into a championship this season so Keep poking around out there, see what you can get. You know, if you got, if you're a team that's championship ready and you just need a piece in your, you know, dynasty trading picks or something, don't be afraid to give up a pick to go get a guy if you're willing to win this year. Um, you know, package trades like we we're talking about, two for ones, um, even. <laughs> three for twos if you can afford it, stuff like that. You know, just three, get, three for ones. I mean, yeah, I mean, just just to get that that piece that can help you, which is what I've been searching for. Cause I'm one running back, you know, a good RB two 
with RB1 upside away from having, I mean, I'm, I'm number two in our friends league, which is a league I really care about. Seven and two, two losses to the super team, Isaac. Um, you know, and it's usually consistently week for week. I'm like the one person, the one team that's points wise close enough to potentially beat, beating him that week. Right. So I'm just hoping and expecting that it comes down to me and him in playoffs, if not championship. And if I can get that last piece, which I've been shopping around for a little bit here, um, just to help round on my team to give me that chance this right. season. So. Right. And maybe one week we should talk about the folly of uh, allowing in a redraft league uh, trading draft picks for the following year. <laughs> well, if we would have kept said trading draft picks rule, I would have no problem this season because my team is right there going out and trading a pick or two to go get that other stud running back. I mean, you talk you about know, Isaac's yeah. team. Isaac's team consists of, what, four first-round draft picks? Was it four? Was it? Yeah, it would it, have been four because he had uh, maybe three. I mean, because he went Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, and then Josh Allen with his number four, which I believe probably was in the beginning of the second uh, round. I mean, yeah. you talk about a, a crazy way of doing things, which yeah. is, you know, I, I guess back, you know, in, in the 32 years I've been in the one league, yep. it's been discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not you can trade draft picks, but the the question then becomes, who's you know what happens if that team that that GM leaves the following year? So in our dynasty league, we actually have to pay for, uh, you know, if if I trade a 2023, I have to have my entry fee paid for 2023. Yep. So anyone yep. who's trading for a draft pick has to actually pay, pay for the so yeah. if i trade a 2024 pick yeah. well that means i've paid for two years worth of additional um entry yeah. fees which I, I don't mind that yep. um dynasty is also a completely different yeah. you know monster than than redraft leagues which mm-hmm. is why i mean i can see it with a keeper league i can see it with dynasty i i just can't see it with yeah. redraft leagues yeah well, we used to, I mean, we never did it. It was always an option. We just never did it. And then, like, yeah, like, I think it was three or three years ago now, Some one of the guys just asked if they could, and all of a sudden it blew up, and he shipped his team out for well, a yeah. bunch of firsts. But yeah. And, and it, it, it fell apart for him the, the following year. But Isaac, well, yeah, I'll and give it will. props to Isaac, and I hate doing it. <laughs> but, I mean, he for what he did in the draft, he, he killed it. He didn't overthink it. Um, you know, obviously his uh, – you know, a couple of his middle rounds, he had just nothing there. Right, right. But I mean, he, I mean, he, like I said, he killed it in that draft. He drafted very well. He didn't overthink it. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, I mean, he's just he's obviously the team to beat with that lineup. So, right, right. You know. And and you know, next year you guys will all be back to yeah normal because you're not allowing those draft picks yep. uh, trades. So. Well, that's all we have for this week. Um, I am your host Ozzy, and I'm Austin. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.